This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the MLB Extras Minnesota Twins podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined by Rhett Bollinger. Rhett, last time I saw you was in downtown Los Angeles in the midst of the World Series. It's pretty cool bumping into each other. We could have done a podcast right then and there. Yeah, although it was after the Dodger game. I might have had a, you know, maybe a beer or two at the game might have been a little different. But I had a great time going to the three games. Uh, as a fan at the World Series, you can't beat that. My dad's a huge Dodger fan, and uh, it's really cool to take him. And, yeah, it was awesome. I went over downtown after the game Saturday and saw Anthony and a couple of the other riders that I'm close with, and it was really cool to kind of say hi and have a little bit of fun that weekend. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's worse fates in life than uh, attending World Series games in L.A. Uh, while other people are freezing their butts off uh, back east. But um so Rhett uh since we last spoke they hired Rocco Baldelli as their skipper I know you've discussed that on, on previous podcasts but since you la- you and I last spoke that happened and now uh we're talking as the GM meetings are underway out in Carlsbad California uh, again another not bad place to be this time yeah. of year uh what are the twins uh hoping to accomplish do you think uh this week at the GM meetings it's a good question. You know, this kind of this week, it's not quite the, you know, we know about the winter meetings. It's a little bit more with the agents and everything. But here I think it's a good time for the GMs all to get together. The Twins, you know, have a lot of needs this offseason. You know, they do have a lot of money coming off the books. But at the same time, you know, trades could definitely fortify this team as well. Uh, they need pitching in the thing, too. If, if Joe Maurer were to retire, they need, you know, a first baseman type. And really there's not much on the free agent market. You know, Steve Pierce is a free agent. Uh, you know, I believe Matt Adams is a free agent as well, but there's not much out there in terms of first baseman type uh, players. So maybe a trade might be in the works. So I think it's a good time for the Twins to kind of talk with other teams, other GMs, and kind of get a feel for other teams' needs and kind of let them know what the Twins' needs are right now. Because definitely bullpen help is probably the biggest priority, but also, you know, starting pitcher, you said maybe a middle infielder now that, you know, obviously they traded away Escobar and, and Dozier the deadline, and Escobar now is definitely not coming back. We know he signed. Uh, with the D-backs right after the season. So um, definitely some holes in this team. So I think it's a good kind of time for this team to, for the you know, for Thad Levine and uh, Derek Falvey to kind of talk with the other GMs and kind of see what's out there in this market uh, before they really kind of get into free agency. Well, as it pertains to free agency, the Twins uh, conceivably have money to spend. They have, I think, the most money coming off the books of any club in baseball. Um, so definitely some some payroll flexibility there as, as you know, guys like Joe Maurer come off the books. Uh so Cots Contracts projects them to have a about a $70 million payroll as of today uh, for opening day 25-man. Obviously, uh, that will go up. So what will be their approach be to free agency? Yeah, I definitely do. They had a lot of money coming off the books, but I was surprised to see yeah, this this week that uh, there's a chart on fan graphs that showed that they have the most money of any team coming off the books. Obviously, a lot of guys... Uh, obviously, Joe Maurer, Urban Santana are the big ones, but even, you know, Logan Morrison, you know, they traded away Lance Lynn, Zach Duke. I mean, they had a lot of guys uh, that were coming off the books this year. So there's some money to spend. You know, as you said, doesn't mean there's not going to be a payroll. They have a lot of guys. They have up to 10 guys who are eligible for arbitration. So there are going to be some raises there, um, but there's still going to be money to be spent. So uh, I do think that they're kind of the big thing is going to be. Like I said earlier, it's kind of adding to that bullpen, but I can see them adding, you know, starting pitcher via free agency. There's some pretty good ones out there. 
you know, Dallas Keuchel and Charlie Morton from the Astros kind of come to mind as guys that could be realistic targets. Um, and we know we've talked about before the, the the big splashes of, you know, Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, probably not likely. Could the Twins afford one of them? Yeah, I think so with the money they have right now. At the same time, it doesn't really make much sense for them. They have too many holes, and I think right now they're not really – quite ready to be the you know a legit contender yet i mean obviously right now the division is still pretty weak and the indians might even trade away uh, some of their guys some of the reports we've seen that maybe even Corey kluber could be on the market but um, at the same time this twins team still kind of young and still coming off kind of a disappointing season i don't think they're too far away but i think they're going to probably make the, the big splashes maybe next offseason but for now they do have uh some flexibility here to really add to this team here and kind of build it for one some of the you know they have some top prospects coming up you know, and, and uh, Alex Kirilov and Royce Lewis are trying to build around. So there is some money, though, and I do think they're going to spend some of it, but I don't know if they're going to go all in in a sense, but I do think they'll spread it around a lot of different positions. Yeah, the evolving dynamics in the AL Central are really interesting right now as the Indians, you know, it's it's been floated that they could move some bodies this winter as they try to address their payroll. Um, they'll, they'll still be the favorites in the Central, uh, barring something totally unforeseen, but you know, you're starting to see that window evolve in Cleveland, and there's there'll be opportunity for teams like the Twins. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. The Twins definitely have that chance. But like I said, going into this season, I still think the Indians will be the favorites again, barring you know anything changing drastically this off season. Um, they still have more pitching than the Twins, a lot more pitching than the Twins, especially in the rotation. Uh, pretty incredible front four for the Indians, and and prospects on the way too for the Indians. You know, and McKenzie and Bieber and those kind of guys. So. But the Twins do have a bright future ahead of them, I think, with with their prospects on the way. The biggest thing for them, we've talked about a million times, is just getting you know Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano on track, uh, and even Max Kepler to a lesser degree. Those are kind of the guys they hope to build around. Um, and we saw a little bit of you know in, in 2017 with the run to the wild card, uh, but this year it just didn't work out for them. So I think the hope is that those young guys can bounce back. They can add some guys this off season and then maybe really go all in next off season or the off season after that once, you know, they kind of get closer to having Lewis and Kirilov. But you're right. That division is starting to have a little bit of an opening here. I mean, the, the White Sox and Royals and Tigers are still rebuilding. You know, the White Sox took a big blow with the Michael Kopik getting Tommy John surgery. So the twins are still ahead of those three teams for sure right now. And I think the hope is that this year they're competitive, at least behind the Indians. And then after that, Maybe they can take over and kind of be the team to beat in the, in the Central after this season. So as I mentioned, Rocco Baldelli takes over as skipper, and now he has to fill out his staff. And in- interesting wrinkle there with Derek Shelton, who was uh, a candidate for the Twins managerial vacancy. He was a candidate for the Rangers job. He didn't get either one of those jobs. And now he rejoins the Twins as Baldelli's bench coach, the same role he served for Paul Milder last year. And it's kind of just cool how that aligned for him where – um, you know, he has a history with Baldelli. Baldelli was uh, a player on the Rays when, when Shelty was a hitting coach there. And, uh, and then, of course, Baldelli eventually joined the Rays coaching staff. So they were on the, the same coaching staff for a while. Yeah, I know the Twins and especially Baldelli are very excited about that. Shelton's a, a very good baseball guy, knows his stuff, can really relate to the players too. Really personable, just a really smart guy. And like you said, just having that relationship already with Baldelli really helps. Knowing him from his days as a player to, you know, helping coach him as well to even be on the same staff. Uh, the Twins are very excited about that. Shelton, you know, the Twins are really impressed by him. You know, he interviewed for the job. Uh, I think that more than anything, I think today just wanted to go outside the organization a little bit. Uh, you know, it's kind of the Twins' way to kind of hire from within. We talked about it before, but they hadn't hired from outside the organization since like 86 or so. So I think Shelton maybe wouldn't have ex- exactly fired up the fan base to be the manager, but he, I'm sure, you know, he's a very bright guy. And I know the Twins are very, very happy he's going to be back. But like you said, there are some uh, openings now. You know, they're not going to bring back either their pitching coach 
uh, and Garvin Alfin or their bullpen coach and uh, Eddie Guardado. And same thing with their first base coach, Jeff Smith, third base coach, uh, Gene Glenn. And then, of course, Jeff Pickler, their major league coach, is kind of in charge of the analytics. So a lot of openings they got to fill. We'll kind of see how deep they are into that process, but there's a lot more for the front office to kind of deal with as they also have an important, you know, offseason in terms of, you know, filling out that roster as well. So, Rhett, this doesn't qualify as a major move at this stage of the game, but an interesting one, at least. Uh, Michael Reed was claimed off waivers by the Twins from the Braves. Um, the, the Braves just had a, a 40-man crunch, so Reed was uh, available on waivers. This is a uh, pretty well-regarded prospect at one time with the Brewers, and then uh, just just didn't really develop as planned. But then last year, combined between double A and triple A, hit 342, 453 on base, 520 slug. So he had a nice year uh, in the Braves system, and, and now he's uh, with the Twins. Yeah, I think the hope is maybe he's kind of like a Robbie Grossman type player, but with as a better defender. Um, as you said, he had a great year at triple A last year. Uh, throughout his career, he said he was a, a big prospect in terms of just the way he could get on base. You know, he's a, a fast guy who can play center field, can play all three positions. Uh, but his biggest thing, I think, in the minors is he's always been an on-base guy. I think in the minor leagues, he's got a 382 on base for his career. It hasn't really worked out in the majors. He's played parts of three seasons, hasn't really hit. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's still only 25. Um, but, yeah, I think more than anything, I think they'd like to see him be like a Grossman type. They can can earn some walks, get on base. But as we know, Grossman is not exactly the best defender. So I think the hope is that he's a better defender than Grossman, but can be that kind of on-base guy as well. Because the same thing with Grossman. When they got Grossman, he was a former, you know, kind of top prospect with the Astros and Pirates. They kind of didn't pan out. They got him off waivers from the Indians, I believe. Uh, or maybe even signed him as a free agent after the Indians released him. But same kind of thing. He's kind of more of a failed prospect with on-base skills, who actually has been a pretty good asset for the Twins over the last couple of years. So I think they're hoping they can kind of uncover a similar player in Reed. Red, we're pretty much expecting Joe Maurer to announce his retirement. Um, that, that's, you know, reading the tea leaves there, uh, to say the least. But is that announcement going to come pretty soon? What do you think? I do think so. I think it could come as soon as Friday. Um, I've heard it could happen this week just because I think more than anything, too, Maurer doesn't want to hold him up too much. Um, you know, at the same time, he's got to take his time. And it's a big, you know, it's a very important decision for him. But he's had, you know, over a month down to kind of mull it over. Um, and I don't think he, want to, he wants to leave the Twins hanging. You know, the Twins do have to fill that position if he were to, you know, retire. And like I said, there really isn't that much on the market in terms of first baseman. Of course, they could get creative if he retires and maybe sign a third baseman like Mike Moustakis and kind of rotate him with Sano at first and third or other third baseman on the market. Or even if they really want to believe in, you know, Tyler Austin at first base, they could go try to get a guy like Nelson Cruz to be their permanent DH and have, you know, Austin at first and, and Sano at third. But I think more likely they probably want someone who can play a little bit of first base. Um, so I do think that, yeah, I think the sooner the better for the team uh, sake would probably help the Twins in terms of their planning purposes. So I do think it could happen. And I have heard there's a chance it could even happen this Friday. All right. Yeah, I kind of that, that's an interesting thought about, you know, signing a third baseman like a Moustakis and, and moving Sano around. It, it just seems like having defensive versatility in general, though, is that's the theme of MLB right now and, and perhaps the theme for the Twins moving forward. Yeah, for me, I think the most the guy I'd go after for sure if I were the Twins would be a guy like Marvin Gonzalez, someone who can play a lot of position, positions. He can play short, third, second, outfield. That kind of player to me is so valuable. And they had a guy like that, you know, in Eduardo Escobar, who really kind of seamlessly moved between third and short. Didn't play too much second or much outfield, but even just kind of the versatility he brought to that team really helped the Twins, you know, when they had injuries to guys like Jorge Polanco. You know, they were able to, or even the suspension, they were able to play him at short when they had injuries to Miguel Sano. They could play him at third. I mean, just to have guys that can move around a little bit 
uh, really does help a roster. So I think a guy like Marvin Gonzalez, and I'm sure he'll be highly sought after by a lot of teams. He did come off a little bit of a down year with the Astros, but I do think guys like that that can move around the diamond would be really big for the Twins. Uh, just to have that versatility, and I do think that, yeah, it, they can be kind of creative here um, to kind of fill some of these positions because this roster right now, like I said, on offense has more holes than in recent years. You know, in last, you know, coming into this year, they had pretty much their entire offensive side already set. But for the first time in a while here, they have some question marks here in the middle infield and potentially here uh, even at first base. Well, obviously, the bullpen is the the main need in Minnesota. That's that's the number one thing they'll address this winter. Our friend uh, Mark Feinsand had a column, 30 free agents, uh, 30 teams, you know, one pegging one guy to every team. And his thought was Cody Allen, who the Twins, of course, know well. Uh, from playing in the division with the Indians, and uh, Derek Falvey knows well from his time with the Indians. What do you think of that match? It would make a lot of sense. I don't know if it would really fire up the fan base, considering uh, you know how Allen's year went last year with the Indians, but you know it could be one of those things where a lot of relievers, sometimes you have a bad year and you bounce back. Uh, it's always hard to predict with relievers, but I can see it uh, definitely, and I think even you know Andrew Miller's a guy they know well from the division, even Kelvin Herrera, the former you know, Royals closer is a guy they know well. And then even David Robertson's a, a guy they know well from when he was in with the White Sox as their closer. So uh, I can see them kind of going after those type of pitchers there. I don't think, you know, Craig Kimbrell's probably the, the top guy on the market as a, as a closer. I don't see them probably going all in on that. I think it's going to be more like guys maybe like the, maybe kind of bounce back guys like Cody Allen. So, yeah, I definitely think that Mark's got a, uh, a good point there. I do think that Allen could be the guy, but I think they have to add obviously more than him to kind of fortify that bullpen. All right, we'll close it out there. Good stuff, as always, from Rhett. Rhett, thanks for doing this. No problem. 